Hi there, it's Donna the Astronomer and welcome to our new series, Ladies of the Night, Episode 1. I like the title, I'm sorry. We're looking at the history of lady women in astronomy throughout the ages. Because much as most people don't realise, there have been women involved in astronomy for millennia, not just centuries, millennia. And many of them have influenced how we look at things in the sky and how we see the heavens as they are. But for many of them, we don't even know their names. We don't know very much about them. And so one of the goals of this series is to help you learn more about some of these women who've had such significant impacts. And what's a real shame is many of them were doing science and doing really amazing things long before they were welcomed into the astronomical or scientific fold. Unfortunately, many of them had to do it as um, wives, um, daughters, lovers, partners, and their male counterparts um, got most of the glory. But as we'll see, these ladies throughout history have made a major impact. Some of these ladies you'll have heard of, like Carolyn Herschel, Jill Tarter of SETI fame, Jocelyn Bell, who's my one of my absolute heroes um, of modern times, um, who discovered pulsars. And we're going to learn more and more about people who we don't know. There's over 50 plus women in this series that we'll look at one by one. Some will be a bit more longer than others. Um, some I'll ramble more because I have more information about them. But the very first one we're going to talk about is Enhudana, who lived about 4,300 years ago and around about the 24th century BCE. So her name, we don't really know what her name is, but we do know that her title, N, means High Priestess. She was a poet and astronomer. She wrote something like 48 poems, 42 of which exist today in technical, in um, translated form. We don't have any of her technical writings, unfortunately, but through her poetry, we actually learn an awful lot about what she did. So Heduana means ornament of the heavens. So her father was King Sargon I of Akkad. He combined Sumeria and Akkad together in was sort of in the Babylonia area, upper, upper and lower Mesopotamia. He united them and turned him into a massive kingdom, which he ruled for something like 54 years. Um, and this is basically in an area where modern Iraq is today. And we can track back a lot of mathematics and science and astronomy back to the Sumerians. The foundations of things we do today come back then. They also used a form of writing called cuneiform. And if you look at the bottom of the picture there, you can see her name written in cuneiform. And these things have actually existed to prove that she really um, did. So basically what she did, um, her main key thing that she did was they kept precise timings of the moon's phases and recordings of the moon's phases. They understood how the moon worked and what it would do and when it would do it. So we're talking 4,300 years ago, they had a great understanding and documentation of what the moon did. So she was the high priestess of the god Nana and his wife Ningle. And in one of the poems, she mentions that in her own rooms, which were in the Gipper part of the um, temple complex, is that's where the observations of, of the tracking of the passages of the moon would occur. So as the high priestess, she had a lot of power. She was like in charge of the whole temple complex, which was a, you know, we'd consider it like a multi-million dollar complex today. It was very, very, brought a lot of riches into the temple. So she oversaw the crops when things would be planted. They dictated that by the seasons and the moon and everything else. 
um, the flocks. She looked after the shepherds, organised everybody, the business people, uh, when things would be planted, when things would be harvested, and as well as looking after the offerings. And all her temple duties in, um, were worked around her liturgical um, duties as well as the seasons and such like. But it was a massive enterprise that she had to do. And as the chief astronomer of Ur, she also managed the network of observatories. So this is an alabaster plaque that was unearthed in 1927 from the inner part of the temple complex in Ur. And the arrow there marks her, her dressed up there with her turban on her head. And in front of that, she has a male priest and behind her two male attendants um, doing her offerings and everything else. So she basically, um, with their things of the moon, they work very, very hard on understanding how the moon's phases worked. And they found and kept... Um, meticulous records and developed a liturgical calendar which has become the basis of modern liturgical calendars and their lunar calendars work with the modern ones and that we use the moon today to work out all the important festivals for example Easter, Passover and Ramadan are all based on the calculations and the liturgical calendars first developed back here in Samaria. I'm going to finish with one of her poems um, translated, of course, since I can't speak it, but it gives an idea of what she did. The true woman who possesses exceeding wisdom. She consults a tablet of lapis lazuli. She gives advice to all lands. She measures the heavens and she places measuring cords upon the earth. So for people in this day, her job obviously was being wise. And um, I like to think that most of us women, we're pretty wise. When we get a bit older, we hopefully get a bit wiser. I'm not claiming that in my case. She consults a tablet of lapis lazuli. Now, lapis lazuli was a very precious stone and very to actually be used to record things on um, showed how valuable it was and how important the information was. She gave advice to all the lands because as the high priestess, she was in charge of this great sort of complex. And in fact, her part of her role was to um, appoint the next high priestess and appoint rulers and the like. She measures off the heavens, her astronomical work, and places measuring cords upon the earth, um, her geographical work when surveying and keeping everything in set. So I hope that's given you a little bit of insight into one of the earliest um, technical scientific people in her duana. Now, Obviously, she wasn't the first. She's only the first that we have any knowledge of and any recordings of. She's probably one in a long line of women, but certainly she's the first of modern of the ones who we will be talking about in the next series. Um, coming up in our next one, we'll be talking about agonies. By all means, please leave me some feedback, ask me some questions. I would love to do a Q&A session on just about anything, but I need some questions to start with. You have my contact details here. Have a great day and um, look forward to bringing you the next series. Thank you very, very much.